0: Shut up, and sit, and sit down. down. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift's episode 242. I, of course, am your host, your glorious host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt. Oh, it feels good to be doing the intro again. It's only been two weeks, but man... I feel hyped, I feel happy, I'm glad to put myself over, and I'm also glad to put over the co-host with the mo-host, the light bear, the light bringer, the light bring bringer, the beast master of third shift, it's Eric! He's here with me, and we're going to start the show like we always do, by me asking my buddy Eric, hey Eric, what you been doing this week? How you been playing? What was the week? I don't know what the question usually is. Hey Eric, something about the week, How's tell me week what it How's your week been, do.
1: buddy? How's my week been? Wow! Well, let me tell you. first off, before I get started, I gotta say this, alright, every night, every day... Every podcast day, whenever I'm down in the dungeon, uh, in front of these three monitors and all the other crazy crap, on my ceiling, I have a drop ceiling, there is something, something on the ceiling. I don't know what, but it looks like a giant spider. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? It looks like a tarantula. And I never get rid of it. I sit here every time. Uh Uh-huh. And every half hour, hour, I forget it's there. And then my mind goes, Eric, there's a strange thing up on the ceiling. And I look up and I go, oh, a big spider. And I go, oh, Eric, that's not a big spider because it never moves and never goes anywhere. It's
0: some kind of weird reflection of the shadows with it's all your some lights. Weird, and it's just
1: some weird hangy, droopy, poofy thing that's on the drop ceiling. I don't know. Will I ever know? I won't because after the show, I'm going to forget all about it. And I'm going to run upstairs to go do the tasks I need to do before the end of the night. And then I'll complain about it again later tonight when I come back down to play games.
0: Now see, (laughs) I'm glad that you gave me this explanation because every time you look up like this, I go, God damn it, his wife and kids are coming down the stairs, interrupting the damn show, but it's you looking at that spider thing.
1: It's me looking at that thing. Now
0: sometimes it is them because I see you go...
1: Yeah. Well, wants to blue moon.
0: Gestures,
1: it's one of them. Sign yeah. language,
0: yeah. And, yeah. Trying to, huh? daddy, daddy,
1: daddy, and I and I hear daddy. it when I do the edit.
0: Daddy, oh jeez, okay. It's not the spider thing. It was a child. <laughs>
1: hmm. But sometimes it's that. Just got, I, you know. I thought after years and years of doing this, I, I should explain it and just let everybody know that there's a thing I've never taken care of, just sitting there forever. Making me look up at it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. There's a lot of things wrong with me. But I digress. How was my week? All right. I want to go to the movie theaters, everybody. I've been scheming all week long. Our theaters, two of them have opened up. Not Matt's theater, but my theater has opened up. Mortal Kombat comes out this Friday. Tomorrow, today, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this Friday, I think I'm going to see a movie this weekend. And that's what I've been scheming about. I've been going, hey, who, who, who wants to see your show? Where? Who, who, who's in my my COVID party that I've been around constantly anyway? You know, the people I can't infect because I see them all the time anyway. So if I was infected, they'd be infected. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, man. I asked Matt. He said, no, thanks. And then I asked uh, Brian. He said, maybe. And Shay said, Shay said no, thanks. You know, I didn't ask you know, my buddy James, but... I figured the answer's no, so I didn't even bother. Yeah. So it's looking I might have to do it myself. Might go a solo show. But regardless, that's one thing I've been doing. Trying to get that planned out, trying to scheme that. Other real world stuff, eh? Craziness. Just lots of springtime things, putting posts in cement, getting this fence built, finishing up the stairwell, all kinds of rigmarole and silliness around here. In the game world, I've been playing some Persona 5 strikers. Grinding that second dungeon another two days in a row. Uh, You know, just grinding away. Just, come on, Matt, get on that grind fest. You're going to love it. Grind, grind, grind. Nope. All day long. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... So, Persona 5 Strikers, you know, if you love grind fests, this will be what you like. You're going to love this game. Get on board. Actually, you know what you do is just cut it down to easy and just go slam through the game. And get your cool story bits, and then walk away. That's what you do. That's what you do if you're smart. With that being said, also played Borderlands 3. Obviously, the new DLC was running through that. Some more checking out some of the background, of the you know, like the different videos, the cutscenes, stuff like that. Some of it was really cool. Some of it was really weird. Um, but there's just too much of it. There's just so much of it. There's a ton and ton. So I don't have the time to go through every single video. But I was picking and choosing here and there. And some of the cool scenes, like the alternate openings and stuff I was looking at. And a lot of it was really cool. You know, very enjoyable, neat to see how that was all put together. Then, of course, like the enemies and uh, some of the the baddies and the different drawings of them and interpretations. That stuff was really cool to see. So I enjoyed those. And then, of course, last but not least, Outriders was in there. And I've been taking this in small chunks too. Going in, doing a couple levels. I'm playing on the world tier I'm supposed to be on. So solo, it's getting it's just hard. It's hard. I mean, you gotta make sure you're moving and grooving. You gotta plan all your skill abilities around stopping other baddies, the most important ones from doing their abilities, keeping your heels up making sure you got guns with, you know, leech, all the different factors on that would benefit you. It's getting to the point where I can only do like a level or two of most in a given night because it's hard and it's stressful. So by the time I do one or two missions or side quests or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's it, that's it. I I can't do no more of this tonight. I'm just trying to relax, you know, before I got to go to work tomorrow. And this is too much. So I shut it off. So I find myself like that. Well, that's all I always do, and I don't have a game like as I've been saying. I just want a game that's fun. It's maybe challenging, but not hard. You know, I need a need something like that that's gonna just be able to easily get on, have a great time with, have an awesome story. It's not so stressful that it's like making me have to put a hundred percent focus in. I need that, and I hope it's coming. I hope it's coming. We'll talk about that later. For now, that's been my week, Matt. God bless. What about you? What have you been doing? I don't even know who you are.
0: Yeah, you do know who I am because we oh, hung right? out on Saturday and had a delicious cookout oh, with yeah. all, the, all the friends. Let's try
1: right, a cookout.
0: Did the things. We stood outdoors and drank some beers and like looked around at human faces and then nodded human faces uh-huh. and was like, wow, it's not just the walls of my house. It's outdoors with food and friends and laughing and good times and talking. So we did that. That was fun. Other thing I've done. In video game land, Animal Crossing New Horizons, I played every single day. Went on a villager hunt not too long ago and was like, oh, man, I haven't done one in, like, months. So it's cool just, boom, going to this different island. Who's on that island? What's that? Oh, it's a cool, like, roughneck rhinoceros dude. Okay, cool. He looks pretty cool. If I see him again, I'll pick him up. Oh, man, look over there. It's Boone, who was on my island before. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man, I got a snooty eagle lady who's got, like, a pink face. She's really cool looking. Boom, new friend on my island. It's great. Another game I played... New Super Lucky's Tale, 100% of that game. And let me tell you, ooh, if you're a trophy hunter, if you're an achievement hunter, which I'm not, but I was close to finishing it up anyway, so I might as well do it. Uh, if you're a trophy hunter, that game is not for kids. Because that some of those trophies are hard. Not like super hard, but some of them are hard. There's one that's beat the Gilly's Island boss without getting hit. And this boss has like electrified tiles on the floor that are just randomly electrified or safe. She also comes down on like a disco ball and shoots lasers all around. So lasers going all around the place while you're watching these alternating floor tiles and there's enemies dropping in. Uh, It was super hard. It took me like an hour or two before I could get through a run without getting hit. Like at all. I mean, I could beat her, no problem. Not a hard boss, you know, can kick her butt easily. What to do without getting hit with just random bullshit happening. It was tough, but I did it, got all the achievements in it. Great game. I also finished it, obviously, before I did the trophy hunting, so it was a lot of fun. I don't regret my time with Super Lucky's Tale, especially because it was free on Games Pass, so anybody, if you want a 3D platformer that's a lot of fun, or a 2D platformer, or a top-down maze type of game, it has all kinds of gameplay, check it out, new Super Lucky's Tale. A great time, but that achievement was hard. I think only like 1% of players got it. And I'm one of them now. I'm in the top 1%, baby. 1%, I'm a 1% percenter. super
1: lucky tale. You're a percenter. You made it. Man, you broke through that glass wall, Matt. I'm proud of you.
0: That's darn right. Another game I played is a game I'll talk about a little bit more later in the episode. It's Rain on Your Parade. I'm almost, I'm almost being an achievement hunter in that one, too. I played through it, had a great time, and I went, man, I got some goofy achievements in that game. Let me boot up the achievement list. Oh, it's all pretty much super easy. And totally doable. You just got to put in a little bit of time for it. Hmm. Maybe I'm going to do that too. So stick around here if I do that next week. And then I also played Outriders with you on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much of what we did. I remember right, shooting, so we, shooting dudes I'll, I'll and turning you, people into shot bones. lots
1: of dudes and turned them to bones and set them on fire. And then with the bears involved, we got to a spot <laughs> that was just too much. It was too much. We couldn't handle it. We tried it like three, four different times, and it smoked us every single time. And that's when we went, well, I guess that's the end of the night. And we called it.
0: I don't remember that at all. But I remember having lots of fun, eating a big old oh, batch great. of popcorn, drinking lots of beers, and just mm-hmm. having a good old time. And that's what's important. And what else is important in this world is video games getting released. Because if there's no video games getting released, we don't have a podcast. So, Eric, tell me about a video game that's getting released.
1: Oh, there are no games getting released. That's what I said earlier today, remember? Yeah, you I was said like, it. Well, you're a dirty I damn liar. There's nothing coming out. Dur. Hey-oh, that's a lie. Because a game that I have already purchased, and so I was sitting there in my queue, already downloaded, and, and just says, Hey, Eric, just wait you know, six more hours, and you can play me. Near Replicant version 1. Point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine da 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 so on so forth has come to the PlayStation Four. Gosh bless! It's also on PC and Xbox One, but we don't play on those two systems, you know. But if you do,
0: they're there for you. I play on Xbox. What are you talking about?
1: I uh, well, I play Xbox. You do, but I just play Xbox Game Pass on my PC. Mm-hmm. But I don't play near on that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who
0: would? Freaks. Yeah. Freaks, exactly.
1: psychopaths, psychopaths. I tell you, it's published by Square Enix and it is developed by Toy Logic. This is a remake of the of the game before Near Automata. All right. So, and this is the Japanese version too, because there's a distinction. It's it's ridiculous. So the Japanese they got a version where it was the brother trying to save the sister. They said Westerners will hate that. We got to change it. So they did. I think it's uh, Near Gestalt or something like that. And then they made it the Western version. Is it backwards? I can't you remember. You have it totally backwards. Regular version. Is it backwards? Which yeah.
0: is, in the, is in the East as well. It's the do- the father saving the daughter. But mm-hmm. then they changed it to be Gestalt, which is brother and sister. I don't know why. That's
1: it. Yeah.
0: They changed it to the brother and
1: sister. That's the version you're going to get here with near Replicant. It's never been over here, but now it is. We get it. We get to play it and have a great time. It has been improved graphics. The score's been redone, the whole thing. They've added all sorts of things, including a brand new ending. So, for those of you who did have a chance to play the original somehow, some way, you not only get to play and have fun with the improved graphics, the new sounds, the new everything, but you also get a bonus new ending on top of that, which is supposedly is going to blow your mind and add a lot of cool features that are going to mismatch, you know, with near Automata, etc.
0: Now, if I'm not if I'm not incorrect here, I think the original game is like Near Automata, and that it had a whole bunch of endings. So you're getting a yes, a this, new ending, not like a new ending, but you're getting a new ending. You're getting a
1: new ending, but in this one, it's not as bonanzos as Near Automata. This one has say it right, to say, it, say it
0: right, Eric. Now don't say Automata. Don't do it. It's Near Automata. Say it. I know you say it right.
1: I, I always say it right, but then then I listen to all these crazy because they're all they idiots. Don't listen to the morons.
0: And, it's because I think they're. I'm like because this is you're the first stupid. time they've ever seen that word, and they go automata. That must be it. <laughs> yeah, it's automata.
1: Yeah, I know that, but you know, everybody keeps saying it the wrong way. So I'm like, well,
0: no, I don't know. No. I guess I no.
1: just join them.
0: I was gonna say got- I was gonna say something. I'm not gonna say it because we're not gonna bring up that place on this podcast. <laughs> we won't. That's impossible. Not
1: gonna happen. Anyways, back to it, real quick. If you don't know it all a super in-depth game all about the characters and the emotions and the feels it's a post-apocalyptic world in which case the brother near or you can change his name to whatever you want is trying to save his sister she's deathly ill and you got to save her along the way you're going to meet some friends some acquaintances who all have their own motivations but you're going to team up and try to save her doing so you'll start to uncover what the hell happened mankind's on its last leg robots are abound, things monsters are out and about. It's it's a really dark and messed up world. The characters are just awesome. And if you want to talk about falling in love with characters, these these are the games to be playing. And if you're going to play it, you're going to understand that it's like a it's a weird hybrid game too. It's not it's like an action RPG, but it incorporates bullet hell moments, incorporates like 2D side scrolling, puzzle solving issues here and there. Everything just kind of gets thrown on its head, so you'll always be encounter some new kind of scenario, some new kind of situation, which keeps the basic just combat that you will be doing a lot fresh and and new because right around the corner, you'll be expecting to do just your typical, hey, I'm going to use my Hellbird and, you know, slash, 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 dive, da-da-da-da. Nope. All of a sudden, you're going to be floating in the air, going all crazy, doing all sorts of bullet hell stuff. Didn't surprise you didn't think that was going to happen. The world is, like, extremely desolate and just empty, but it's full of emotion because of the music involved. And like I said, the the score is being completely redone in some areas for this. So once you're in there, it just really gives you a good feel for it. I don't know. All in all, it's a crazy cool game. And I always tell everybody to play it now that Matt finally – well, he never – he said it was a great game, but, you know, we talked about this before. He didn't, like, tell me I had to play this game, you know.
0: And we've said this before too, because anytime I say, mm-hmm. hey, dude, play a game, you go, my wife will beat me with a sack of rocks if, if I buy another thing. So I yeah, give well, up. I give up on you totally. Right. But I, I want to jump in here too and say I'm excited for this game, but I'm also not like worried, but like nervous. Because obviously we love Nier Automata. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of more standalone cuz i've heard this one has all kinds of ties to like the Dragon Guard series which the creator did a lot of mm-hmm. and was totally weird and strange and this is like thousands of years after that but there's lots of references to it and it's also not by Platinum Games which NieR Automata was that had the awesome combat and stuff and i've only played a chunk of the original i haven't played enough to get into it and get into all the stuff so i'm nervous like i'm excited to play it but i'm also like is this going to be worse than near automata am i or am i going to enjoy it less since i've been through that one the whole way through and done mm-hmm. all the things and it was mind-blowing and fantastic in every single way am i going to be like jaded by that i don't i don't want to be I'm, I'm that's what i'm worried about because it will be well, different it is different it's not it's not like continuing i can't on from tell that. you
1: from personal experience because we're not super special and we don't get the game beforehand right. so i'll be playing it as you guys are hearing this episode but from the reviews I've listened to, read, etc., it is everything that Nier Automata was built on. So you're going to see a ton of stuff that was improved for Nier Automata, mm. but the base and the core is all going to be in this game. So they said it's the music's still fantastic, the gameplay's still fantastic, everything's still fantastic, but if you played Nier Automata first and that's your basis, uh-huh. you will be regressing slightly. Because everything was improved in Near Automata.
0: And that's what I'm worried about.
1: But let me just say, they also tell you, if you love Nier Automata, you have to play this game. Right. Because it's phenomenal. It ties into Near Automata. You're going to see all sorts of stuff that's going to be like, oh, ah, eh, yeah, ah, all those moments. You're going to get a ton of them, apparently, if you haven't played this previously going into it after playing near Automata. It's all going to start to make sense. And you're going to see where everything came from. You're going to see all sorts of callbacks and throw forwards. And as I told you already, the new ending maybe ties in and helps you understand some other things and and gives you a new awareness of that particular world, which will definitely benefit you if you did love Nier Automata and want to continue on in that universe in the future. So something to try. I can't wait for it. As I already said, I already got it. I already bought it. I'm sold. I'm in. I'm looking forward to playing this weekend. I'm sure I'll talk about it again later. But it's out there for y'all, folks. If you want to just give it a look, there's some really cool trailers out there showcasing some of the music and some of the wild and characters involved in the particular game. And if you go, eh, this looks like too Japanese crazy for me, I understand. I can't. You can't recommend to everybody. It is. It is out there. It's a wild game. But it's an awesome game.
0: Speaking of awesome games, man, I do have a traditional release, but it's going to be a mini-release because I don't have much to say about it. But I'm going to tell you about an awesome game that I've been playing all week, and that's Rain on Your Parade. Now, I talked about, all about it all last week. You know what it is. Your little cardboard cloud. You're on everybody's parades. You're everybody's day. That's literally what it says on the website. Be a cute cardboard cloud and ruin everyone's day. And that's what it's all about. You get the powers. You get lightning. You get a tornado. You get snow. But I didn't expect all the different ways that you can use these things in this game to just have just have a blast and do all kinds of weird things. I told you guys last week, there are either at or just above 50 different levels. I mean, some are really compressed. Like, you have one thing to do, and you use your one power to do it. Like, soak all the humans. Okay, that's all you can do in that level. But, if you come back to it in New Game Plus mode, which I didn't even know was a thing. From any of the reviews I read, nobody even mentioned New Game Plus. You come back to that in New Game Plus mode, now you have all your powers right from the start. So you start at level one. Hey, I'll just go into it. Level one, you're ruining somebody's wedding. The bride's coming down the aisle. So your objectives in that one are to soak all the humans and what's the other one? Like knock over the cake or something. So you do that easy the first time through. And then it unlocks a hidden objective of knock down all the chairs. So while everyone's running around crazy, they knock down the chairs. Oh, I got a hidden objective. Cool, you get three stars on the level. I'm sure that's it. Come back in New Game Plus mode. Now there's two more stars to get. Soak all the humans, knock down all the chairs, knock the cake over. Send the bride flying into the altar. Burn all the chairs. So you go up to the, you know, the little procession area. You drop all your snow down. Now she slides down the aisle, smacks into the altar. Now you're using your thunder to burn all the chairs. Every level that you're going back into in New Game Plus is totally new because not only do you have different objectives, you have the different powers to mess with, you have totally different ways of even playing the game. There's one level where you're on a beach. One of your tasks is to soak all the humans and like avoid the sun because in some levels there's a cardboard sun that follows you around. Mm-hmm. So in the regular game, soak all the humans with your little raindrops. There you go, you did it. In New Game Plus, one of your objectives, don't use your rain power even once. Oh, okay. How am I supposed to soak all the humans? Well, it's the beach. The humans are wandering around in the sand. There's a big old ocean next to them. Use your tornado power to suck up all the humans, fling them into the ocean, get them all wet. I don't know, it's beautiful. It's something I didn't expect out of a little, well, I say little game, but there's over 50 levels. Some of those levels in the base game some are big, expansive levels where you have, like, ten different objectives to do to be at the level, and you're, like, going around a whole town. Some are really tight, like I said, but they still have lots of objectives to do. And then to go back into them in New Game Plus with your new powers to see that not only did they give you this fun group of objectives to do, they thought of where you'd be at in the game with your power set and gave you five cool objectives. Now they went, hmm... But what if you came back with snow and the tornado? Ah, oh, you could do this and this and this and this. So even if you don't go back and 100% the game and get all the stars, it's at least cool to go back into those levels and see, ah, oh, now I can use thunder to light the oil on fire. I don't need to get the oil and spread it around. I can just, I can do it all myself. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. So I'm going to give some love to Rain On Your Parade and give shout-out to that New Game Plus mode because, like I said... I haven't heard that it had New Game Plus from anybody until I beat the game and I went, well, surely that's it. And then it went, you've just unlocked Rain on Your Parade. You beat the game edition. Go through all the levels again and have even more fun. And I went, thank you, Rain on Your Parade. I will do exactly that. You're a maniac, Matt.
1: You're a maniac. You're a maniac.
0: I am a maniac. It's great, but it's to to the game twice. It's that Jeez. great fun game where. Everything's cheerful and fun, even though you're causing chaos. You're doing it to these little meeple people. You don't ever kill anybody. You know, nothing ever dies in the game. They just go, Wah! and run all around in the crazy, goofy cartoon fashion. Mm-hmm. And if you do want an actual release, hey, Judgment, the game by Ryuga Gotoku Studios, the Yakuza people, that came out last year or the year before, mm-hmm. it's been remastered. It's out on all the current-gen systems, PS5, Xbox series. It's on Stadia for some reason. That's a pretty good game. If you never got into the Yakuza series, if you're like, oh, I don't know, there's a lot of storyline backing that up, this is the cool side game. I think the main story is pretty good. I think the side stories are the best part of it, like any Yakuza game. The side activities, all the fun stuff you can do. But that main character, at least in the Japanese version, has like no personality. So you gotta maybe throw it into the English language version. Maybe they have more fun with him there. But he's kind of that like you know, stoic, cool guy kind of Japanese thing where it's just not a lot comes out until like the very Mm -hmm. end of the game. So it's a frustrating game, but it's really cool. If you like the brawling, if you like side activities, pick it up. If you're interested in it, if you can find it on sale, it's been remastered for the new system. So there's a proper release, and I got to talk about Rain on Your Parade. I didn't rain on your parade in the release section because I gave you a release. Boom, I'm the greatest. I'm so cool. You're welcome. No,
1: you bailed. You are supposed to just talk about you ran on your parade and be a happy little lamb doing your thing, Matt. God bless. You're supposed to have a trajectory and a routine, and you just went, I'm going to do what I want.
0: That's exactly it. But I'm getting back to the routine right now because you know what there it's time it for. It's time You're for my favorite part yeah. of the show because we got Chef goes for Gold Keys and Borderlands Game of the Year edition. I have nothing even to say about that. <laughs> Whatever. But we did get a special... Randy Pitchford birthday edition of shift codes for golden keys in Borderlands 3. It was a limited time code for 10 golden keys. So if you were there, if you were on the Twitter, the forums, the Instagram, your preferred shift code provider, and you picked up those golden keys to get that free loot, then congratulations to you. You did it.
1: Congratulations to all of you who got it. I did not get it. I missed it. I saw it, but I did not claim it. I'm a sad banana, okay? But that's okay. And a little, a little tidbit. We're not going to go into it. But I figure it's worth mentioning because it's it's what's happening. Right now, Gearbox is threatening to leave Texas. There's a whole big shtick going on politics-wise. I don't know much about it, but I just want to put it out there. There's a bill being pushed forward somewhere in Texas going on. Gearbox is talking about leaving Texas if it actually goes through. So who knows? Maybe Gearbox is going to have a new home soon. that would be wild. Maybe they'll move closer to Michigan. We'll actually be able to go visit them.
0: That'd be cool. See, I was I was gonna get a shot in on you and be like, "Hey, maybe they'll move closer to uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, that company that bought them, Eric? What's the name of it? What is it? it
1: is it is it Endeavor? <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> or Embracer? Oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you, I saw you looking it up. I heard your little mechanical killy keyboard <laughs> clickety clacking. I know what it was. Goodness gracious. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I'm not in all that stuff, but it is Gearbox news. It is fresh. It is hot. It's a big old take going on all over the place right now. So if you are interested in hearing about it or reading about it, everybody's throwing up articles and talking about it. You can find them all over the place.
0: I didn't know anything about that, but what I did know is that we got a hot fix in Borderlands 3, and there's only one thing of any importance in this. There's a whole list of stuff, and I was like, oh, boy, it's a whole list of stuff, and then I saw one thing, and I'm going to read it verbatim, which I hate doing, but I had to do it because it's so damn important. Now I see you doing the clicky-clack. You're like, oh, man, I'm going to get it. Here we go. I already
1: know what you're going to do. Let's see. You better better
0: know because I'm going to read it. (laughs) Here we go. I cut off the entire rest of the article. I screenshotted it, and I deleted literally everything else because it says, Uh "Mm, bullet point, rebalance the drop weights for legendary weapons. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not Elmer It says uh-huh. drop weights, not drop rates. Uh-huh. And then underneath, underneath, oh, even more verbatim. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it, folks. This adjustment to the legendary drop rates means that sniper rifles will no longer drop at a disproportionately higher rate compared to other weapon types. Thank you, Jesus. No more yes, sniper rifles. God, Get out. For
1: God's sakes. First off, I am in the same boat, man. I laughed so hard when I saw weights. and I, went, <laughs> I don't understand how that uh-huh. happened. Okay, doesn't matter. And then I read below that and I went, for the love of God and all that is holy, why was this never done before? Uh-huh. You many stupid sniper rifle legendaries I've picked up in the course of playing this game. Uh-huh. It's just it was ridiculous. And then on top of it, now, especially now they finally did it, which is great, but they've reduced the rate of all legendary drops everywhere, which, by the way, holy crap, did they reduce the rate of legendary drops? I think I only got two legendaries my entire playthrough, and then some for uh, doing this last little bit. So, and I'm like, holy crap, before that, I, you know, pff, legendaries would drop all over the place. And now it was like boss fights weren't even dropping legendaries most of the time.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I only got two legendaries, I think, my whole way through the Ava detective missions. But one was the one that allowed me to beat that final boss, so I guess it was mm-hmm. okay. I didn't, yeah. it wasn't like this, but also I was playing on oh. flex, so I only used one gun, so it doesn't really matter to me, you know how it is.
1: And I gotta tell you, I, I'm 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 with most of the, everybody that's been talking about it, I'm, I'm happy that they did reduce the rates. It was to the point where legendaries were you know they were just everywhere. You you got a million legendaries. It wasn't a matter of getting, that was just a matter of pilfering through them. And I understand that they were kind of going for that Diablo vibe where they're going to rain the loot on you. It was all about getting the right stats. But I think with this game it does work a little bit better if they're not super rare, but rare enough to where when you get one every time, you do rub your hands a little bit and go, "All right, is this the one I need? Is this the right one?" Yeah. I guess though they, hey, they said, eh, we, we think we do we did pan it back a little too much. So, with this whole hot fix, they bumped it back up a little bit. So, we're going to see those drops increase just, just a smidgen. And then, of course, they're going to monitor it and see where it's at you know, over the next coming couple weeks. And adjust if needed. So, all of you rejoice. Get back in there. The adjustment rates for those legendaries is up just a smidgen. Maybe it'll get you what you want. Get you that perfect roll. I don't know. And then also, I just want to reiterate, because it's something I totally forgot about. Again, Maurice's Black Market Super Secret Shop, totally forgot to go look for it. I just, right over my head. Yeah, same. They just reiterated, hey, remember guys, his shop's going to relocate today. Go find it, blah, 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 see what he's got. And I went, oh, you're right. God, I'm an idiot. I got to go do that. I want to see what it's all about. So if you are like me and just played the new DLC, went through the whole quest missions and everything was like oh that was cool yeah i had a lot of fun all right don't forget to go check it out and see if he's got a new cool legendary or something for you
0: but there's only one legendary i care about so it's this isn't a a bit it's not in the show notes i don't i don't know the answer to the question when is the rise of the cartels event coming up because i need a max level max roll opq system i need it (laughs)
1: They said soon, but I don't I don't know what that means. Soon isn't That's soon enough, dude. Soon is soon, man. We'll be back in there. Don't you worry with that jazzy awesome music. Mm and cool beats.
0: You know what the problem is though? And this that, is the perfect segue into the rest of the episode, is cause there's too damn many good games coming out, so when soon becomes now, we'll be hip deep in a million fantastic games. You and I were just talking about it off air. And I went, that's a perfect topic for the episode. Look at all these awesome mm-hmm. games coming out. We did it at the start of the year. Q1 2021, what were we excited about? Now look, Q2 2021 is super packed with amazing stuff. We're going down the list. What are you excited about? It's just a free-for-all, hit them where it hurts. What's coming up? Right. What you got? Well, we're going to obviously stick to the
1: soonest, to the latest in the Q2. So starting it right off, what I just tell you all, near Replicant. That's out. Today, as you're hearing this, tomorrow, for me, I, I can't wait. I've been stoked about this game since I heard about it after playing Nier Automata. I was like, yep, you got me. You Near know, Automata has turned into like one of my favorite games of all time. It's probably in my top five list at this point. So I, I'm i all in. I, I'm all invested in the story. I can't wait to play it. I told Matt I'm scared. I'm going to just dropping all the games I've been playing, and, and I'm halfway or better through it out. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna drop them all like a hot bag of rocks to get on board this game, which is gonna tie into a game you're probably gonna mention. So I'll leave it at that for the moment. Near Replicant is the the one right about around the corner that I'm I'm ready to play.
0: That one does go on my list, but like I said, I'm a little worried, I'm a little scared. But one thing I'm not scared of, except for the fact that it's coming up like right around the corner and I'm going to drop every single other game like a hot bag of rocks when it does come out... That's Returnal, mm-hmm. which is coming out April 30th. And I had no idea. This is one of those games, every time I see a trailer, my eyes get big and drool, like drips from the corners of my mouth. And I go, oh, yeah, that's going to be the one for me. Every time I hear more about it, awesome, like creepy, alien, horror world. Stuck in a time loop. That's everything I love in any kind of media. When's it come out? And when I saw this before, oh, April sometime. Okay, I got some time. Just today, this morning, went on Twitter... Why is Returnal trending? Huh? Our final previews are up. Huh. I wonder when that comes out. Oh, boy. It comes out a week from Friday as we're recording this. I am so excited. I've been seeing nothing but good stuff about it. Now, I've kind of sort of went media blackout on it because I don't want to know too much because obviously you uncover the story as you play and do all this stuff. But every piece of video, every animated gif that I happen across in people's Twitter posts, it looks Wow, it looks beautiful. Everyone's headlines are Hades Meets Aliens. Sounds fantastic. Or the one that I saw, Hades meets control meets Metroid. And that's when my mind exploded.
1: Uh-huh. And this is where this is such a this game is gonna cause Richter scale problems, okay? Because I had near replicant right? Smooth as butter. I'm gonna play that through and get on to the next game that I is on my my actual radar radar. But every time I see something on Returnal, I'm like, oh, my God, it looks so much fun. But here's the deal. I just don't like roguelites. I, 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 I have Dead Cells. Never beat it. Just can't stand it. Can't play it for more than an hour because <laughs> I, don't like, re- I just don't like repeating things. Mm-hmm. Then I got Hades. Can't stand it. Played it a little bit. It was like, ah, it's okay. I can't repeat crap. This is boring. Can't beat it. I'm like, all right, Eric, you don't like roguelites. These are cool games. You should love them. You don't. So Returnal was like, this looks amazing. It's like Control. It's like Metroid, Alien Worlds, beautiful atmosphere, cool weapons, everything. Roguelite, you're going to die over and over and keep doing it. And I went, I'm out. I'm out. Yep don't gotta worry about this game but every single stupid time i see a video i go oh i gotta play this game i, I need i need to try it i gotta play it
0: and i almost wish i was in your boat i almost wish i was because before i didn't like roguelikes because mm-hmm. the only one i ever played was spelunky and i hated it couldn't stand it and then Rogue Light became a thing where every time you go back and you die you unlock just a little bit more and a little bit more and now after so many loops, you're the king of the game, just like in Hades. I can't be stopped. I'm unstoppable in Hades, so I can't play it anymore. I can't wait to do that again in the freshest, hottest, most PS5-y kind of game ever released. Oh, my goodness, Returnal. Oh, I'm going to love it so much. So with
1: with Matt being down with Returnal, me looking at that game, knowing it's going to be a, a problem, I go to my next game. Resident Evil Village releasing on PlayStation 5, all the systems, May 7th, everybody. Mm -hmm. This is why I was previously happy. Because from near Replicant, which is tomorrow, the 23rd, to May 7th, that's enough time. Replicant's about a 30 to 40 hour game. I can beat that game, have a great time with it, pop it on the background and be done. And then, boop, Resident Evil 8 Village hits, and away I go. Because... I'm all on board. I was never on board. I was only on board from 1 through Code Veronica. So 1 through 4 basically. Once they switched to Resident Evil 4 and did that other. I was like Resident Evil's dead to me. Dead. 5 and 6 trash. 7 not interested. Don't want this. What is a first person garbage. This is not Resident Evil. I'm done. Ha. And then they're like hey here's Resident Evil 8 Village. Look at these cool vampire ladies. And I went well that's, that's pretty cool. I like that. Look at this giant one. She's like super cool. She's gonna stalk you and stuff. I'm like, that sounds cool. Oh, there's werewolves. I'm like, I like werewolves. Those are were- werewolves are fun.
0: Now okay. let me let me let me dial it back. <laughs> let me take you back to like two years ago. With with two years ago, Eric, before he saw a giant woman and fell in love, mm-hmm. he would have said. Vampires and werewolves. They ain't even Resident Evil anymore. Resident Evil's just about mm-hmm. shambling ass You're zombies. Right. Where's where's was, was Van Helsing <laughs> Resident Evil this is bullshit? This is stupid.
1: That's exactly what I would have said. But you know what? Hey, you gotta learn. You gotta change. You gotta you gotta you gotta change who you are with the times, man. This is the world we live in. So I, I'm like, okay. You know what? Resident Evil's turned into vampires and werewolves. That's what we are now. I'm a vampire. I'm a werewolf, depending on the day. And I'm like, you know what? I can be down with that. I'm going to accept that. And I like where this game is going because it doesn't feel like that super scary, crazy Resident Evil where you got, you know, Nemesis or whoever just chasing after you and you can't stop, even though Lady Dimescule, Demesh- there's no way I'm saying her name right. It's not going to happen. Doesn't matter. She does stalk you, but it's different. You know, it doesn't feel the same or seem the same so far. I'm like, "You know, I see this, I this see the twinkle in your
0: job. eyes, Eric. You don't need to say anymore because <laughs> this one's this one's on my list as well. I was never a Resident Evil dude. I got into it around 4. I rented it once and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Then I played 5 and it was not what Resident Evil was, but it was still it was still fun in its own cheesy weird action movie aspects. I enjoyed it. Obviously six went off the rails and I still want to play that at some point because it seems so ridiculous. But then it went back to like super horror with seven. Eh but then they made a they made a very tall lady in eight and then I watched the demo that they put out, the the maiden demo, and I went, wow this is this is the kind of horror that uh-huh. I really like. So this is another one I'm very interested in. I just need to see how the combat works a little bit. Because that maiden demo no combat, very creepy, sneak mm-hmm. around, do the things, and then every time they're like, hey, it's Resident Evil, and they show, they show the little gun swaying and a little HUD on the screen, and they go, oh, I, I don't know, so I'm looking forward to playing the next one demo, whatever it is.
1: No, we, yeah, we missed the Village one, but you can go rewatch it if you want to watch a streamer do it or whatever, yeah. and uh, the combat does does not look like the primary focus.
0: Which is good, in my
1: opinion. You know, obviously you're going to have to use it, but it looks like the general direction of this game, and I'm sure it was probably the same way in 7, but both of us are ignorant of the fact because we didn't play it. It's more about surviving and escaping and and getting out of the circumstance that you end up finding yourself in. It looks like uh, shooting your weapons and killing things kind of comes in second place for sure when it comes to this world that we're going to be in. And like you said, that's fine with me. I, I love the idea of... Only shoot if you have to stumble them or stop them for a minute so you can escape, not, hey, I need to you know, get headshots and crits and kill them and da 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 Or, hey,
0: it's the big boss time. Lady demetres turned into a big thing of eyes and red weak spots. Okay, well, I guess I better shooter her. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. But I'm going to take a hard left turn, except maybe not. I don't know. It might be scary. With my next item, you had May 7th. Now I'm going the uh-huh. very next week. It's another conflicting time for me because both of the Famicom Detective Club games on the Switch are coming out. You know me, I love visual novels. I love horror kind of visual novels too. This is kind of like you're investigating some spooky murders in one of them and then I think an outright just normal murder in the other, but I don't know. These are remakes or re-releases of visual novel games for the Famicom, and now they're here. I haven't played a good visual novel in forever. I'm looking forward to these two. Don't know too much about them, because I don't want to know too much about them. I've heard they're good, and I can't wait to play them. That's two games at once, though. That's two games dropping. That's two games on the list in one single release day, dude. Oh,
1: man. Not at all. You're you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it, because you're just not, man. Yeah, you already, one of those for sure has to go into the Cracker Barrel with... The other 40 games you know you want to play, I've told you you should play, and everything else.
0: But, but since it's a visual novel, it might not have branches and twists that's and turns, true. so I can just go A, B, B, C, done. And, yep. from what I hear, you get a discount if you buy two, so that's cool.
1: Oh, hell yeah. It encourages
0: you to buy both, which is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to play both, and they're going to be great. And, okay, I'm going to cheat here, but just
1: for the sake of brevity, these were, I was telling you previous, two that I'm interested in, I just don't know if I'm going to commit to. But I'm going to watch. And of course, that's Mass Effect, the remastered whole edition, yeah. comes out May uh, 14th. I love Mass Effect. I, you know, I, I do love Mass Effect. Mm. And I had a great time playing those games. And then the, the whole remakes and, and, and scaling up, everything sounds really cool. Mm. But I just don't know if I want to commit all that kind of time and power into playing those again. It's really,
0: a, I'm all over the board on that one. Yeah, that's one I have really mixed feelings about. Because just like you, well, I only played one and two, but I absolutely loved them. I played through each one of them, I think, three full times. Absolutely loved the characters, the story, the shepherd that I made that carried over between the two games. And then I see this and I go, but I already already did that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, everything else is going to look better. I feel like I do with Red Dead. Like I had that adventure. I can't go back and do it again. My shepherd's story is done. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I can't. I can't. I don't. I don't know what well, it is. And,
1: and that's the stick. As I go, you know, I should do it though. It was a great story. I had a great time. I would just replay it the same way I did last time. Yeah. So I would just be retelling the same story I did last time. And I read books over and over again. Right. Yeah. Same. So it's the same thing. It's like I'd just be reading a book again. But I'm like, there's too many games as we keep discussing and saying over and over for me to do that. Mm. But I'm like, but it's such a great story. It's such a good time. And so I every day I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Uh, is, is my brother Jerry going to get it? Maybe he'll get it. And I and I can tra- check it out for free. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm all over with it.
0: And I will say, since we're obviously never going to go into it in detail, because neither of us are definitely going to get it and play through it 100% and do all the things. Mm-hmm. What is with the new female shepherd? They show the old one and then the new one, they're like, We brought in the new face. And I go, But she looks less detailed. She, she looks, looks like less detailed. she looks like a weird anime stylized yeah. version.
1: Her and the male shepherd both look like less detailed in the new version versus the old their armor and stuff all looks better. Yeah,
0: but like her face, like it has like texture to it in the old one. And mm-hmm. then they just went, smooth. And it's just oh, I don't like it at all.
1: No, the faces I think are way worse than the new versus the old. Yeah, I was in the same board. I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> This don't look better. Y'all lost your minds. Uh-huh. You done messed up. But... <laughs> oh well, I digress. And the last one for the month of May that I've looked at and I'm not of fence about, probably will end up passing, but it's worth mentioning because if somebody tells me it's amazing, it's Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne HD Remaster coming out for the Switch, PlayStation 4, PC that's may 25th by the way i love persona you know i'm a persona crazy person now never thought i you know never never knew about the series and always thought it was weird japanese craziness never got into it did now i'm in love and shin megami tensei is where persona branched off from okay so this is its parent this is mom and dad right here this is the parent company doing their thing having a good time And this would be that perfect segue for me to bounce in and see what that's all about and see if that's something I'm interested in, if it has the same, you know, bloodlines as Persona, or if it differs up and and goes in directions I don't really like, and I'll just stick to Persona going forward. But this game would be a great time to check it out and see if I could have a love for two series that are in the same kind of world together. But... as I said, with so much happening and so much games coming out and things happening, it's one of those, I'm like, well, I'll watch and see. Mm-hmm. You know, We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I feel like that one's on my radar for just the exact same reasons. You I both remember the PS2 era when the Shin Megami Tensei games came out like one a year, and there were like a million of them. Mm-hmm. And everyone went, oh, they're really cool, but they're hard dungeon crawlers. And now I wish I had picked up at least one or two of them. So I'd like to know more about this one, but I don't know about it, especially because at the end of May, I've got my own game coming out that I have to get coming out on the Switch or the PS4. It's Earth Defense Force World Brothers. This is the voxel-based Earth Defense Force game, and I'm worried because they look like little voxels, but every Earth Defense Force game is amazing, except for Iron Rain and Insect Armageddon, the western-developed ones. Every Japanese-developed one is fantastic, and I love them, and they're cheesy, and they're fun, and they're ridiculous. I feel like this could be even more ridiculous, because... My only problem with Earth Defense Force 5 is when they have the big frogs and then you're like blowing their limbs off and it's slightly too gross. If you do that here in Earth Defense World Brothers, it's going to be like a big Lego block just popping off. Mm -hmm. There won't be squirts and gross guts and stuff. The big bugs, they're like big Lego bugs. They don't look gross or hairy or disgusting at all. So if you have a kid who you don't want to show gross stuff to, play this. If you love Earth Defense Force, EDF, EDF. Like Eric said, you got to get it. So I'm going to have to get it. I'm going to have a great time. I love Earth Defense Force. It's awesome.
1: So while you're over there squirting bugs, doing whatever it is you do in that EDF game, I'm going to be sitting patiently, Matt, and waiting for none other than FF7 Remakes Integrate. All right? I can't wait for this. This sucker's coming out. And this is a, it's for me, it's a nice break because it comes out in June. And it's like, you know, eh, kind of getting into the mid-June area. You got June 10th, so sort of mid-June. You get to get Yuffie. And Yuffie is my jam. Yuffie's one of my main characters back when I played FF7. Originally, back in the day, she was an optional character you got in the forest. Now, with this DLC, they got a whole storyline integrating her into the story with another character whom I don't know who he is or how he's involved or anything. Which totally has me excited. Because I get all new story in the FF7 universe. And I can't wait for it. I am so down with it. FF7 Remake. One of my favorite games. I had such a good time with it. Played it through like two and a half times, for God's sakes. So you know I gotta like it if I've done that. Because I don't do that with games. Uh, Uh-uh. Don't got no time for that. But it was great. Can't wait. All Everybody knows what FF7 Remake is. It's gonna be freaking just wonderful.
0: Speaking of something that's gonna be freaking just wonderful. I rave about it every time I see it. And then when I stop seeing it, it completely falls off my radar. And then it pops up again and I go, oh my God, look at it. That beautiful bean footage. Look at it. It looks amazing. And there's portals and warping around and maybe some time Mm -hmm. stuff. It's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I can't say too much about it except watch any trailer of it. Literally any trailer of it. And it looks like just magic dripping into your eyeballs. Like you got a little eyedropper full of just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. The smoothest graphics you've ever seen in your whole life. You're just dripping them in your eyes and blinking them around and going, Wow, it looks awesome. I love the Ratchet and Clank games. I played through Pretty much all of them on PS2, and this looks like the this looks like the next gen boom big upgrade that I wanted. Obviously, they redid the first one. I never played that one, but it looked really nice. This looks like the next level. This looks like what I really wanted. This is what I want it to be. And seeing them popping through the portals and b- bouncing into different universes or worlds or whatever it is, ooh, I can't wait to get my hands on it. June eleventh, it says. Ah, it's right
1: around the oh corner, my God. Eric. I'm going to tell you this, man. First off, that game's going to be dope. I can't wait. I'm super on board with this game as well. I was never a Ratchet and Clank person, but then I went, just a weird, hell, just a little ways back here. Probably just a couple months ago, but what's time? I don't really know. I played the 2016 remake on uh, the PlayStation 5. I played it on that. Awesome. Had such a good time with it. Beat it. Got all the cool achievements. Did all the stuff. Didn't platinum it, but I didn't feel like I needed to. Some of that stuff was just too crazy. I wasn't going to do that. Mm -hmm. But had fun with it nonetheless. And went, yeah, I'm on board. I cannot wait for this one. And then two little things. I'll say it briefly about FF7 Remakes Integrate. PlayStation 5 exclusive. Nice. You're going to get to see what the PlayStation 5 can do. And then furthermore with Ratchet & Clank. This will be my first chance, unless I do get Returnal mm-hmm. and play it, where I get to see what a game for only the PlayStation Five—the game, the system I've owned for going on a year now—can actually do. Not quite that long. You're going on like oh, half by time a year. June hits, by time June hits, Matt. Come on, it'll be almost a year, right? <laughs> That's not right. Yeah, isn't right? No, it's only been that—it's that short Dude, time. Only oh, be six come months like in November. Year. I don't know, Matt. What's time? Jesus. What's time? It's been a 100 years, Matt. I've had PlayStation 5 for 100 years and no games to play. <laughs> There's all these PlayStation 4 games. Where's my PlayStation 5 game? This is it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm so excited to see what the system's going to bring, like what it can do when it, something's made exclusively for it and nothing else. I am mm-hmm. so stoked for this game. Mm. Can't
0: wait, man. And there's something else you and I can't wait for. It's Scarlet Nexus, June 25th, three days before my birthday. I've talked about it since I first saw that reveal trailer all about it. And this is another one. Whenever it pops up, I've said this on the show, literally, I know I have. When it pops up, I go, oh, yeah, that game. Oh, my God. And then it just burrows underground like a sandworm. Now it's coming out. It's coming out three days before my birthday. I'm gonna get to see all the crazy, wackadoo, over the top, crazy yes. power stuff, throwing buses around at big, giant monster things. Oh, mm-hmm. looks great! I'm just, I'm just imagining that
1: cool anime style everywhere, busting out them bayonetta type moves all over the place. You know, it's right up my alley. I'm so excited for this game. I have such high hopes for it. I can't wait to see some more as it gets closer to its release. You know, and then start getting the the vibe of what all the critics etc are saying so i can kind of find the ones i generally agree with and, and start forming my own opinion and get my hands on it so yeah we had the same one there it is that one's gonna be beautiful beautiful and it's gonna cap off june like a precious ruby
0: absolutely and they have two more for july but that's technically q3 isn't it that's
1: I think so, yeah. And I was just about to ask you, I'm like, isn't it, wouldn't it be barging into Q three at that point? July, September, October.
0: I think it's no, I think no, it's I gotta be. So I'll hold off on those until we get to that point and then we go, gosh dang, look at all the games that filled up this calendar quarter. We they gotta got we gotta talk more about all <laughs> of them. <laughs>
1: it's nuts. There's so many good games happening all the time, everybody.
0: It's a, what a great it's a great time to be a gamer, Matt. Damn it, you're right, Eric. When you're right, you're right. I don't like to admit it when you say cliche things like that, but it is a great time to be a gamer. What do you think out there at podcast listener land? What are you most excited for in Q2 2021? Are any of our games on your list? What did we miss out on? Let us know via the email, ThirdShiftMe at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at ThirdShiftMe, and, and find us on Facebook under shift you can find us there. You can also find us on that Facebook, or
1: you can find us on that Patreon. Maybe. But before I say that, you know, you're gonna, people are gonna be like, man, we missed out. Oh, Pokemon Snap, stupid. Uh, you know, Mario Golf, uh, duh. I mean, you know what I mean? It's going to happen.
0: Mario Golf is on the maybe list for me. It's yeah. a, I, okay, I, I well, wrote down are. my hardcore <laughs> got to have ems, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So there's going to be games we missed, and I can't wait to hear what people tell us that we're crazy for. It's going to be a good time. But while you're telling us that, hey, maybe you head over to Patreon, go chip, 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 throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, a million bucks. You know, there is that whole, whole goal about getting a, a food line set up and changing our lives. I well, we haven't talked about it in a while, but it's still there. I will still uproot my whole life and change everything if you give us that, you know.
0: And I would be remiss if I didn't say, "Hey, Mm -hmm. we just got a new patron this week, so shout out to you, Brian M, aka Player X, Player Player X, X back in the fold. Look at him, he's back. Welcome back, sir. Gone. We appreciate the support. Now he has returned. Says he almost threw up
1: listening to the show. But he had a great time. And he
0: wants us to chop him <laughs> in the throat. So it's a, it's very mixed messages here from the Patreon. But yep. we appreciate your support, sir. And welcome back.
1: Exactly. Welcome back. We appreciate all the help. It keeps us up and running. Y'all know the rigmarole and all that if you can't help in that way, though, hey, how about answering the mailbag questions? How about giving us some mailbag questions? How about going over them iTunes and giving us those five star reviews?
0: <laughs> we have so many mailbag questions. We just haven't had a chance to get to them. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, person who sent in all the mailbag questions.
1: <laughs> oh, you psychopath. You're all psychopaths. Everybody here is a psychopath. But anyways, we do appreciate everything y'all do. It is super awesome. And we, we and I, I lost it. I lost it, Matt. The jive, the groove is gone. You got to move on. Take the bus. Shift it to third. And head on out to the freaking coastline <laughs> and go straight to the ocean. Go straight to the
0: ocean. Or you can take a, a bright turn there at Albuquerque and find us in our very next episode, which will be dropping on the 29th of April. You can find that on iTunes, and on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on anyone's good services, because it does help us out. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Hit it. Ooh, yeah. We do appreciate it. We appreciate that five-star review. Get on over there if you haven't done it. And just go clickety-clickety-clack, people. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Player X. You're back in the fold on the Patreon. You need to be back in the Mm. fold on the iTunes with the five-star review. Get it. Dang, skip
1: it straight. Get it up there. You're going to get our metrics way up there. Everybody's going to be like, "Oh, I want to hear a podcast." And they're going to go all third shifts to podcast cuz look at all their five-star reviews. And then boom, we're going to get seen by everybody. And regardless of whether they like us or not, they'll watch and listen every week just like I do to so
0: many other podcasts. It's going to be the bestest of times everybody i was just gonna say why would you watch and listen to a podcast you don't like except that's the only thing you ever talk to me about Eric. you do that all the time
1: all the time and there's so many people who do i'm not the
0: only one it's great so here's what we should do we should we should stop getting like actual fans and doing stuff that people like we should do stuff that people hate and make them like hate listen to us like apparently everybody Mm -hmm. does to every podcast or news article everywhere Maybe that's what we do. That's our
1: stick. That's how we bring it all around and get millions of listeners. Hmm. Be the most controversial podcast on the internet.
0: That would that would take, oh, that c- would take a lot could do it that. would take a lot of work. I
1: could do that. It would take a lot of work. I could do it. Anything out of my mouth could be controversial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with that there's nothing else to say before we get banned other than